0: Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, speech and language expert, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hey friends, how is your week going? Last week was such a nice refresher. I really felt like we're getting back into routines and it's nice. I had a lot of doctor appointments and referrals to make a few weeks ago. So after all the rushing around, I had a light week with only one minor appointment. I've got some procedures coming up, one coming up today, in fact. So it was nice to have a resting week before it starts getting so heavy with doctor appointments again. I love September weather in Ohio. It's sunny with cool temps, but it feels still hot like summer. I'm looking forward to picking some apples and taking the kids to get donuts this fall. I've been getting Honeycrisp apples every Saturday from our local farmers market just up the street, and I swear they taste like candy because they're so sweet and crisp. I am just loving this time of year. Okay. So let's get started on our topic for today. I've been noticing a trend in a lot of my coaching sessions lately, and that's our difficulty with being okay with our emotions. If you remember from the previous episodes, emotions, the one word feeling words, are coming from whatever thought we are thinking. The thoughts we have light up neural pathways that send signals to our bodies that gives us clues in our bodies about whatever feeling we're having. I've always been super interested in emotions and emotional learning. In fact, it's what I researched and wrote about for my thesis during my speech-language pathology master's degree. I studied how children's ability to comprehend and express language also affects their ability to comprehend others' outward emotions. It was so fascinating to study. I loved being able to dive into that research every day. I think that that's where we're almost familiar, seeing other people's faces and reading their emotions. We see someone crying and we assume they're sad. They're smiling and we assume they're happy. A furrowed brow and we assume they're angry. We think we can tell what other people are thinking and feeling by watching or listening to them, but we really can't even if they tell us how they're feeling. That's because it's such a personal experience. No one is able to physically swap bodies with another person and feel exactly how happiness or sadness feels in their bodies. We're all really guessing how someone else feels based on how we feel in our bodies. We can guess how someone feels. We can be really attuned to fine movements and actions but we can never truly know because we are not in their brain or their body, and emotions can be so nuanced. What's so interesting is that we take the time to do this for others, but often we aren't taking the time to examine the emotions that we are having within ourselves. Maybe it's because we're used to physically being able to see someone else or listening for the tone in their voice that we get so used to looking at emotions as something that happens to someone else. While we can often look at someone outwardly, we're often so disconnected from our own bodies that we have difficulty knowing what emotion it is that we are feeling. We've gotten so far away from our bodies that we only know the basic happy mad, sad? While I'm not going to pretend to know all of the answers of why we are so focused on others' emotions at the risk of not noticing our own, I will say that learning to understand your emotions that your thoughts are creating is pivotal in creating whatever you want in your life. I once had a client who was buying a house. She desperately wanted a good house at a great price but was constantly looking at her past buying experiences that she felt were failures. When she kept thinking something is going to go wrong at the end, that thought was creating fear for her. And because she didn't like the fear she was experiencing, she was doing everything to avoid it. When we resist emotions, especially negative ones, we end up creating the very things we don't want. For my client, To avoid the fear, she was eating junk food, skipping exercising, not finding the right real estate agent for herself, and putting herself at risk for something to go wrong at the end. And all of this because she was afraid of feeling fear in her body. When we are afraid to feel an emotion, we will often do something called buffering. It's when we don't allow ourselves to be present with an uncomfortable emotion. It's when we are not willing to process an emotion. So we find ourselves taking actions that we don't want to take and we don't value. We distract ourselves with something that gives us a net negative in our life because we're hiding from the emotions that we are creating with our thoughts. Buffering can be things like mindlessly eating, doom scrolling on your phone, I know you know what I mean, yelling at our kids or our spouse, getting into fights with strangers on the internet, I'm sure you never do that, turning to alcohol to numb out the pain, watching Netflix, or any other unhealthy distraction that is giving you that net negative in your life. So what is the solution? Today, I'd like to teach you about what processing emotions can look like. There's a couple of ways I like to do this. The first is that I like to think about emotions as waves. If you're at the beach, there's there's usually constant, consistent waves coming up on the shore. If a big boat comes by, then the waves might get bigger for a few minutes from the wake of the boat. If you have a big storm, then the waves could be rolling in huge for hours. If you pay attention to the motion of the waves as they come to the shore, They slowly come to their peak on the sand and then they retreat and make their way back to the ocean. They're building and then retreating. That's the same way I think about emotions. When I have a feeling in my body, because I'm thinking a thought, it creates a wave within me. Depending on how strong the thought is, the wave can be larger or smaller. It just depends on the intensity of the thought. I could rush down to the shore and try to stop the wave from coming in with a sand toy bucket, but I'm not going to really succeed and it's going to just get messy. I might start to get upset at the ocean for just doing its job of bringing waves in and out. In real life, it might look like yelling at my kids because I'm feeling disappointed the house isn't clean and I don't want to own that. I want to blame someone else instead of accepting the emotion of disappointment being created in my body. The alternative is to allow the tide to come in, allow the emotion within me to rise to its peak and descend by relaxing into my body and recognizing that the emotion is being created by thoughts in my mind. I can allow my body to do its job of producing emotions from the thoughts I'm thinking. I don't have to get mad at my body or my brain. I can just recognize that there is something I believe and this is the result of it. Nothing has gone wrong. Practically, in my everyday life, this looks like me recognizing that and having an uncomfortable feeling in my body. I might not even know what it is, but I know I don't like it. Instead of pushing it away, I take a few moments to breathe into the tight places in my body. I don't try to examine it. I just let it be. Sometimes once I loosen my grip on trying to figure it out, I start to see what ha- what happened to cause the discomfort. And sometimes I don't. I'm not trying to get rid of the emotion. I'm just trying to let it pass through my body like my, like my body was designed for it to do. Our bodies are not designed to tense up and stop up the emotions. That tensing is what causes stress and pain in our lives. It's the letting go and allowing that opens up a space for healing. Sometimes I'll describe the feeling for myself. I'll think about if it's slow or fast moving, If it's cold or hot, sticky or smooth, what color or texture it is. And why am I doing this? Because I'm deliberately becoming friends with each of my emotions. They are a part of me and I'm learning to accept every emotion that comes my way. It's a way of really seeing and loving myself. Sometimes this requires to me to be away from other people while I get clear on what I'm thinking, and sometimes I can do it around other people with no problem. I don't judge myself for either way, but I also don't let myself off the hook from processing what's happening in my body just because I'm around other people. I can make my son a sandwich and process sadness. I can drive carpool and process disappointment. I can clean my house and process fear. I embrace the and so I don't choose buffering actions instead. I let my body process instead of distract. Okay, so we know we can make friends with our uncomfortable emotions, but how exactly do we do this? And more importantly, why would I want to? Okay, the first thing is to be able to start to recognize what emotions are coming up. I do this by labeling them. If I'm feeling shame, I'll talk to my emotion out loud or in my head. I know it may sound a little out there, but all the cool kids do it. If I recognize that I'm feeling shame that is coming from a thought that, quote, there's something wrong with me, I might start by saying something like this hello, shame. I feel you. You feel like a sucking in at my chest. You feel like a black hole. You feel like a pushing in at my heart. You feel awful. Like I'll never get rid of you. You look like smoke. I'm willing to feel you. I'm willing to feel you you are being created by sentences in my brain because I think that there is something wrong with me. I know that you aren't going to live here forever. You can stay as long as you'd like. Around that time is when I usually start to feel a slight release in the tension, like the ocean wave retreating back to the sea. The next wave of shame may follow close behind, but I know that it won't be nearly as intense and I'm willing to feel whatever I need to. And why am I willing to do this? Why am I willing to feel shame? Most people would rather run and hide, change the subject, do anything but dive deep into their bodies. It's how I used to live most of my life. But let me tell you the secret. When I am willing to feel shame, the shame that's being created by thoughts in my brain, then I'm willing to let shame give me a present. If you think about emotions as if they were a person, a house guest, if you will, there are certain people that I like to stay at my house more than others. If shame was my house guest, instead of kicking him out and not inviting him in, I accept him and allow him to have his airtime in my body, then that shame is going to give me a gift. That gift that shame has given me is learning to love myself unconditionally. When I am willing to truly believe there is something wrong with me, which causes the emotion of shame, and then I let myself believe myself, I am truly listening to me and seeing me I am loving myself even if there is or isn't something wrong with me. When I accept my body creating shame, I accept myself no matter what emotion I generate in my body from my thinking. And this is the same for so many other emotions. Here are some of the gifts that me being willing to befriend my negative emotions has given to me. When I am willing to feel fear and see what it is that I am truly afraid of happening, fear shows me what I truly value. If I say that what I'm most scared of is losing my family or my life, it shows me just how much I value my family and my life. Then I can go about taking the actions to show my family and myself how much I value them. When I'm willing to feel jealousy, it shows me what I truly desire. Sometimes our desires are hidden from us. This is a surefire way for me to know what I desire. If I see a friend with a beautiful inviting space in her home and it makes me feel jealous that I don't have that, if I don't judge the jealousy and let her in instead, process her, then she teaches me that I have the desire for a beautiful space too. So then I'm clued into how I can take actions to have that too in a way that resonates with me that is a desire of mine. When I'm willing to feel anger, anger usually teaches me that I have something to be sad about. There is some tender hurt that I think needs a powerful emotion to defend it. Uncertainty is showing me where I'm putting my trust. She allows me to examine where and in who I want to put my trust. When I'm willing to feel disappointment it shows me what I care about. It shows me where to set my goals. When I'm willing to feel despair, it shows me where I am needing support. And when I am willing to feel failure, it shows me what is really important for me to accomplish. These are just the lessons that I have learned. Being willing to feel these emotions is going to teach you the lessons that are just for you. But this isn't the only reason to befriend your emotions. That's because when you are willing to feel the negative emotions, it actually increases and expands your ability to feel the positive emotions too. Have you ever hit an upper limit before? Like when you reach a new record for you and then all you can think about is how you'll never be able to do that again? That's the time when you think you'd really enjoy it but all you can picture is the impending failure? Just as you would process any negative emotion, you can do it for the positive ones too. Joy, abundance, happiness, peace, love, gratitude, playfulness, validation. I'll tell you, if you are able to drop into your body and really process the wave of gratitude, That peak can be almost overwhelming. I love processing gratitude. Because I'm willing to feel and process the negative, I get to experience the expansion of feeling the positive too. And then there's the overarching reason for accepting all of these emotions, that the positive or the negative ones couldn't exist without the other. You can't know happy if you don't know sad. You can't know contentment if you've never felt irritation. When you begin to love and accept yourself through feeling any emotion, this is where you start living in alignment with who you know you were always meant to be. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's coach together today. Hope you have a wonderful week creating beauty wherever you go.